and Caleb Collier said. I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Today on Church and State, it's Thanksgiving, and at Church and State, we give thanks that we're not liberals. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier, once again with me, my favorite co-host over there. I'm happy you're here. Thanksgiving is special. Pastor Gabe Blomgren, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. This is a Thanksgiving episode, so I don't know how schizophrenic is. We're going to cover some random topics. We're also going to cover uh, your favorite foods and most disliked foods over Thanksgiving. We're also going to read George Washington's address. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we are going to cover one controversial subject. We're going to, we're going to like spin a spin You and a, I may a disagree even. We'll spin a wheel and pick the most uh, triggering conversation you could have at Thanksgiving. But, Politics uh, and religion? Yeah, there you go. you're at the right place. Hey, go to churchandstate.media. Take advantage of all of our great shows. I, I, you know, we've been talking about this, Gabe, but we, I, I really want to see people do it. Have Church and State playing as that pink-haired woman that you call your aunt is right about ready to stuff her face full of, like, sweet potatoes or something, and boom, just hit Church and State. Yeah, once we start talking about, uh, you know, not vaxxing and uh, also cow farts are completely okay for the planet, she'll lose her brain. Yeah, she'll drive off in a huff in her Subaru Outback. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm never going to stop on Quit the profiling the left. <laughs> I know. You're putting too many stereotypes on them. Uh, we could add a few more. Hey, uh, also take advantage of all of our great affiliates, and we got some great ones. In fact, we got a commercial that yes. we can play, right, Chris? I hope so. I think so. I think we're ready. Yeah, before we play it, we're gonna I'm gonna we're talk about it just for a minute because uh, not even the commercial does it justice. We got to spend some time with Jordan of Grid Down Chow Down. This is a company that is fully dedicated to bringing you excellent meat, whether it's grid down situation or whether hey, your wife just forgot to buy meat at Costco. You can just grab out of your pantry or your bunker wherever you want to go. Go grab two pounds of uh, freeze dried meat. All you have to do is add water. You don't even have to microwave it, Caleb. Let me ask you a deep theological discussion. Yeah. Now I know in the New Testament Jesus talked about divorce and how you know we're, we're not supposed to actually engage in divorce, right? What God has brought together, no man's supposed to separate. But under the old time or the Old Testament, there was you could issue a decree of divorce. Do you think not bringing meat home and not serving a, a dinner that had some type of meat on it was was a divorceable offense in the Old Testament? Yeah, the decree actually could just be verbally spoken. You could literally say in biblical times, I divorced thee three times, and it was done. Because you didn't put meat on the table. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a substantial argument. That's what you get at church and state. Yeah. All right, do we have that commercial ready? Let's go ahead and play it. My outfit changed. You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, that's been then processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com. Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows. They hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues. And uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands. If you want a meat that's going to last freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want. I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code CHURCHANDSTATE. These are fantastic 
freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal, and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14.2. Spitting the scriptures. There we go. Spitting the scriptures, letting you all know to not be a vegetarian, to eat meat. All right. We also are accepting donations. We are... Uh, and we haven't talked about this in a little bit. We, we are fundraising in order to stay on the American Christian Network. So if you love us on here, send some cash. Yeah, just those, that donate those of you, we'd rather you go to churchandstate.media. It's a lot easier. Go click on Grid Down, Chat Down there. You don't even have to type in the URL on the internet. Just go to our site, churchandstate.media. They go should ahead. have it saved. It yeah. should be under their favorites. Yeah, it yeah. should be right there. All right. Also, if you want to get a hold of us, churchandstate1776 at proton.me. As always, we love hearing from you. All right. It's Thanksgiving. And uh, Gabe, I asked you this question, uh, but I want to hear from you again for our audience's sake. Uh, what's, a, what's a food that you don't usually find at the, the Thanksgiving feast that your family yeah, participates in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't start in this because I was not in the mood until now, my guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah. the fire going. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Sorry. It is. There it is. Yeah, listen to that. I feel calm. Thank you to our technicians. Oh, Yes. There you go. We got the fire going in the background, those of you who are listening now. We could probably cue some of Caleb's music, but it would be offensive. It'd be probably punk rock music, but... Everybody likes punk rock. So, yes. Because it's anti-authority. Okay, what are we talking about? We're talking about Thanksgiving stuff. What? what what's your what's a food that you usually have at the dinner table for Thanksgiving that you wouldn't find it in most American households? So our family does what's called scalloped corn. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of it. Some people call it uh, baked corn. Anybody in the studio ever heard of that? It's like a casserole. So corn casserole, it's amazing. It's it's basically like cream corn, which is disgusting, but you actually bake it. So it actually isn't just gelatinous water. It's a textured corn. That's really Sounds good. like poor people food. It, uh, you know, it's, it's to me something that we actually fight over in our family. So, huh. so my mom makes a green beans, not the casserole. We'll get into that in a minute, but she just makes green, green beans and they're still a little crispy. It's not like what you had at the school lunches. Oh wait, you were homeschooled. Um, but you know that soggy mess, the green beans. Yeah. But she With puts little onions she puts on top. she puts tarragon sauce on it, which is just phenomenal. What I is tarragon that. sauce? Oh, I'd have to look it up. It's a white sauce, but it's got shallots in it, and uh, it's it's just it's very very good. Um, but anyway, they have done a study, Gabe, of what are the worst foods that people consume at Thanksgiving. Like they've polled all Americans nationwide. And they've asked him, like, what's normally on the dinner table that you can't stand? And you know the number one thing on this list? I, I, I think you can guess it. Just guess it without even looking. Cranberry. Yep. Boom. We got it. Cranberry sauce. Why do people hate cranberry? I love it. Uh, I think it depends on the presentation. Like, if you just take a can and you're just like, you know, that, <laughs> it's just boom right up there. You know, that's gross. Now, my mom makes a, a cranberries. It's got actual cranberries in it, and she's got the orange in it and the cinnamon Resist. and everything. It's, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I disagree with them on this. Now, I don't want to, like, I, I want to save my plate for a lot more things than, than the cranberries. So I'll, I'll take, like, a dollop. I don't know about you. You, you like, I, load it on? So people completely cover their turkey in gravy. Yeah. I like having some gravy, but I also like having some cranberry next to it, uh, so, so you're dipping yeah. their turkey into the cranberry. I just like a bite of, I like a bite of turkey with the cranberry flavoring. So it's nearby. Hmm. Let, me, just, let me ask the guys in the studio this. Guys in the studio, everybody looking at me. Are, is it wrong to mix foods? Like I, I have some people in my life, like my teenage son, 
cannot mix foods. Can, raise your hand if you like to mix a bite of something with another. Okay. That's, that's I, I swear. There's a lot of people. You, you come across them. They will have a burger. They will eat yeah, a burger. About to bring and they up. will not take a bite of fries with it. What, what is a burger other than a mixed match of foods? Well, I just, I, I've literally seen like even one of my sons, he just eats the fries by themselves. I'm like, what is wrong with you? No, I hate ketchup, so I won't do that. But then your one son eats ketchup by itself. He loves it so much. He eats the packets, yeah. All right, moving on from there. Let's talk about the next one on the list, Gabe. Can you guess what it is? It's my most hated food. The green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. You know why? Like... I wouldn't have so much of an issue if it didn't have the mushroom soup in it. Why does everybody do this? Chris, you're a vegetarian. Do you like mushrooms? Yeah, get out of the studio right now. <laughs> like, oh, how could you? You, I mean, fans of this show know I absolutely despise mushrooms. Like, if I, if I had a button, Gabe, you know, the easy button? If I had a button that could get rid of all mushrooms on Earth, I would push it. I think there's a lot of medicinal purposes to mushrooms. Don't care. Including, you know, how you, like, got through your teen years. So, I don't know. Whoa. Too much information. Okay. <laughs> so, the third one is actually one of my favorites. What is it? What do you got? Oh, sweet, sweet potato. Yes. You would like girl food. sweet potatoes. Because it's girl food. That's such a, like, a, you know, masculine and just evil patriarchal thing to say. Uh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, sweet potatoes are girl food, and we've we've gone through this. And you, you know, agree you know with my better, assessment. You know on what's it. better than calling it girl food is having abs that I can see while eating it. Okay. Yeah. Do you put marshmallows on it? No, but you, like everybody knows, sweet potatoes are the bomb, man. No, I hate sweet they're, potatoes. They're good. All right. Fourth on this list. Okay. There's a debate apparently. I didn't know this, but pumpkin pie or apple pie. What do you like? There's no debate there. That's not even a debate. Yeah, it is. Pumpkin pie. I'd rather have apple pie. Oh, my gosh. You are such a freak. What's wrong with apple pie Dude, for Thanksgiving? pumpkin pie is just like, it's it's so amazing because it's you don't eat it year-round. You don't like pumpkin spice. I actually do like a pumpkin spice now and then, but as much as your typical Ashley, Tiffany, or Becky has it, no. My wife and I... Was we, that a, an attack on emancipation yes, propaganda? Yes. Okay. It is. That's good to hear. Can somebody get me a shield against all this estrogen? You don't that's like pumpkin pie? What uh, kind of weirdo? There's only one acceptable way to eat pumpkin pie. You have to so cover it in whipped cream that you can't even tell you're eating a pumpkin pie. Like, I, I, you, I just want to see a blob of white. You don't like white. eating anything healthy that resembles a fruit or vegetable, do you? I like a lot of vegetables. My favorite vegetable is artichoke. Okay. Like, but why, why do you have a problem with, like, pumpkin? It's just not that good, man. Like it, it's been, you know, for years since I, since I can remember, it's always been established. Pumpkin fall, ooh, we gotta get all excited about it. And really, the flavor's not that good. Dude, it's amazing. Okay, pumpkin pie, oh. and it has to be done right. There's I'll a crappy to way apple. to do it. There's a crappy way to do it. And there's a great way. Does your mom make pumpkin pie? Because your mom is an amazing cook. Yeah, she does make a pumpkin pie. I, I guarantee you, your mom probably makes it the best on the planet, and you're still unthankful. I, I want to slap you. I throw the whipped cream all over it, and then I can eat it. All right. Okay. The the last one on this list, Gabe, is not one you would this expect so to see. This is so stupid. Turkey. Turkey's on the list. Now, there is the debate, Gabe. White meat or dark meat? Once again, we're different on this. I like white meat. Dark meat. Straight up. It's got to be the dark meat. It's 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 juicier. White Turkey, white. It's, it's The way it tastes, though, not the same. It's dry. Not true. If you cook it right, guys, look at me. Look at me and my God-given eyes. You gotta cook it right. 
Oh, my my guy over here who's a vegetarian doesn't like meat at all. So well, we'll get him a tofu turkey. He'll be thrilled. No, but apparently a lot of people don't like turkey. Now I Pat, will say white this. or dark meat? White meat or dark meat? Dark? Okay. Yeah. See, Pat has taste. We got a guest in the studio. To our guest in the studio, white or dark? Okay. All right. Pretty even. I except for so. our vegetarian over there. Uh, he doesn't count He's in all weirdo. of this. But you know what? I will say, my mom's making prime rib. Now, would you Ooh. rather have prime rib or turkey? Prime rib every time. Yeah, prime rib. All right. So enough with that. Let's get into a little bit more serious um, topic here. Gabe, you know how I feel about Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Is it yours as well? Yeah, by far, because like pretty much you as a father, all your dads, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people who are old school, you're listening with me. The older you get the less you look forward to your birthday and Christmas because the, the presents, they just aren't hitting it out of the park. You know, either it's, how many ties do we need? Yeah. When you're a kid, you got the Red Rider BB gun or you got, you know, something cool like a bike. When's the last time you got a mountain bike for your like birthday? I'm going to get Christmas. you a Red Rider. But here's the gift that keeps giving is food, man. All of us adults, we look forward to that post Thanksgiving nap. That's, do you take a nap on Thanksgiving? Yeah. I take a nap after okay. church. Yeah, that's good. So Thanksgiving my favorite big time all right well a lot of people don't understand um how religious this holiday actually is you know it's it's something that's been kind of wiped clean uh, of secular revisionist historians right and so i felt the need to remind our audience about how much our founding fathers loved the lord jesus christ and that the establishment of this country would never have occurred if they weren't christians they weren't deists. I know we've gone through this a number of times on the show, but just listen to this proclamation, this Thanksgiving proclamation of 1789 coming to us from, I would argue, our nation's greatest president. Yeah, George Washington. You can hear from, from him. And you know, it's very interesting reading the writings or, or even the diaries of some of these guys and just the way they wrote. Um, you know, I, I would imagine their eloquence was in how they spoke as well, but the way they wrote was very, very thoughtful. Absolutely. And, uh, it's definitely not uh, something that Biden could ever do. <laughs> no, this is true. Notice right. I did not call him the P word. Yes, the He's, president. No, don't. don't Smack. I didn't call him that. Okay. All right. Thanksgiving proclamation of 1789 by the president of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. Let's just pause right there, man. Talk about a beautiful they statement. They use the word obedience. It is the duty of every nation, not just America, it is the duty of every nation to acknowledge the providence of almighty God. Amen, President Washington. All right. Did and you just assume my, my deity, George Washington? Yeah, you did. Yes. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts that many signal favors of Almighty God, especially in affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. So this is the very, this is the very pinned document to the day of Thanksgiving. Yes. Wow. Come on. And you're up next. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday the 26th, the day of November next to uh, 
November next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being. And that is Capital capitalized. B. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. That we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation. For the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, also capital P, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war. Imagine writing this and you're, you're, he's saying this. He was there at Valley Forge, freezing his butt off. Guys getting frostbite. And what still relying man. and believing in divine providence. Sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection for the people of this country, previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which were experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty, which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational a rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness. Man, a lot happened all in that same time, Caleb. Mm -hmm. they, God gives a, and breathes a document. It's amazing to Thomas Jeff Jefferson uh, late into the night. Absolutely. And particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty, which we are blessed. So now he's addressing religious liberty. Can yeah. you speak to that for a second? Like he's, he's, he's addressed the war. He's addressed the constitution. Now he's speaking about this nation is not going to do what, what England has done. Yeah. We've got civil, he says instituted for the civil and religious liberty in which we are blessed. So you, you need to understand because this country has declared a war on religious liberty right. in particular. You know, you could argue that our civil uh, liberties have also been attacked and, and I would completely agree with that. Are you making my head big again? Wow. Chris just really has an issue there. Uh, but, but seriously, we do. <laughs> he loves doing this to me. Yes, I get it. I got an ego. Uh, but you're throwing me off, man. But here's the thing. Religious liberty is something that our founding fathers fought to ensure that we could pass down to our posterity. And we need to understand as a nation that we have that fundamental right to worship God as we see fit, and there is literally nothing the government can do or say about it. Yeah, and you see people who come visit from other countries, uh, you know, second or third generation Americans from like Russia, they look at us and they see our religious liberties being taken away and they think, where else can I go? I've already escaped here. Yeah. I can't go back. No, it's true. So uh, con concluding this, this uh, paragraph, he says, for the civil and religious liberty which, with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and the ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, 
discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed. I'm going to pause there because yeah. there's just so much to unpack in this this proclamation from Washington for our nation. You know, the, the idea that our government would be wise and just, that our laws would be constitutional, and that we would faithfully execute and obey them. It's it just something so foreign. Like, it doesn't sound like right? our government. It doesn't at all. And, and he's actually beseeching the Lord and ruler of nations. And this is the president. Yeah, to pardon our national and other transgressions. So it's not just, he's not just making this proclamation for the nation and whatever evils that nation has engaged in. What an right? amazing it's time also to be alive. to all of us, all, every single one of us, the governor, the, the king, if you will, which he wasn't, but the king of this nation, right? The leader of this country is calling for every single citizen to humbly beseech the Lord to pardon our nation and any sins that we have engaged in in the year or for, for that year. I love that. Wow. I love that, Gabe. All right. Uh, where were we? Uh, there we go. To protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord. So he's like speaking to other nations that yeah. helped us, like uh, the French came to our aid. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. To promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Very interesting you said temporal. Uh, he, yes, temporary. Absolutely. Yeah, he knows that our, our next place where we're going, that's where it's all said and done. Absolutely. But also, I love this. To promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue comes before the increase of science. You see, Ooh. because you can't have an increase in science unless you are religious and moral or have virtue in this case. Yeah, so true. Now science is religion. Yeah, it has We've become that way. We've completely flip-flopped. All right. Go ahead and finish this off. Given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789. I think it's so important to remember these kind of statements, these proclamations, as we celebrate with our families. And we've really, unfortunately, Thanksgiving hasn't fallen prey to this as much as, say, Christmas or some of the other holidays. But they have tried to secularize this. And most people don't understand the pilgrims. You know, you might have a, you know, a, a funny hat or you might wear some funny shoes in the Christ or the Thanksgiving play. Uh, you might talk about the Indians that helped us. But generally speaking, people just come together, they eat a lot of food and they watch football and fall asleep. And I would encourage our audience in particular to spend a little bit of time on Thanksgiving and to really, really just dive into this proclamation and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Well said. All right. Well, spin that wheel. Click, 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 click. What are we going to land on as far as topics that might be offensive during Thanksgiving? We could have picked, I don't know, carbon emissions, whether or not you believe in fracking. What else? Whether or not you Flat believe Earth and Nephilim. Condoleezza Rice knew about the planes going to be hitting into uh, the Trade Center. You could do you. I mean, yeah, that that we we need a wheel conspiracy theory wheel. A conspiracy theory. Wheel. Let's get on that. Or, or a trigger wheel. No, we're going to talk about demon deliverance. Yeah. So a a a good friend of our uh, friend, a friend of our friend, Greg Locke, is very close friends. I believe to me and you. He knows us by name. We actually yeah. spoke at his church. This individual, uh, he is uh, also close friends with. Uh, you know, have you heard of Salvador? Uh, this is this is. You know, there's kind of a, there's a, a group right now of ministers who are coming after demons. And this is very interesting because Greg Locke himself, 
uh, grew up Baptist. He was actually kicked out of the Baptist organization because the dude uh, actually didn't didn't fit their uh, box, so to speak. But the man didn't, you know, Greg Locke from the you know last time we visited him. He told us a testimony of doing baptisms in his church on a Sunday morning and a young girl, uh, and this is going to make the the debate very interesting as well, because can kids be possessed? Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about possession, oppression. What is the difference? Three minutes. You better. Oh, man. (laughs) You better rush this. Okay. So he's baptizing this girl and she starts hissing like a cat. She begins to manifest in the tank. Greg Locke can't send this thing out of her. So Greg Locke begins to contact this individual here, Alexander Pagani. Uh, am I pronouncing his name right? Let's see if I can. You got me. Pagan, Pagan, Pagani. Pagani. Alexander Pagani. Who's a, he's an actual an author as well. Um, this guy casts out demons on the regular. And Greg Locke himself has had what they call deliverance services on Sunday nights. But he made a controversial Tons of people are getting here, delivered. This, this is what it comes down to. He said this. God states... Uh, God starts changing your mind from being Jesus-centered to Holy Spirit-centered. Let me finish this thought. It's not called the gift of Jesus. It's called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's not called the fruit of Jesus. It's called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You're not even called the temple of Jesus. We are called the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why am I saying this? Because you could get away with a lot in Jesus, but you can't get away with that in the Holy Ghost. It could be said like this. You can get a lot with being, you know, you can get away with a lot in Jesus being this. There's a lot of lesbian preachers right now in Presbyterian churches who wear the frock and they say in Jesus name when they pray, um, you can say a lot in Jesus. Keep going. So he says, can I get you mad? I'm an apostle. (laughs) You're already making me mad. So I'm going to get you mad in a little bit. Watch this. This is why modern evangelism loves to stay in Jesus. Want to know why? Because Jesus won't condemn you. You can be gay and be a Christian, but you can't be gay and be in the kingdom. You could blaspheme Jesus, he'll forgive you, but you can't blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Which is, he's referencing, Paul said, Yes, you know, it's very clear, one of the, because you know, they say, is there any sin that's unforgivable? Unforgi- There's a reference, uh, I forget the, the, the reference right now, but to to grieve the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is unforgivable. You. So he's, he's the rejection of the Holy Spirit is yeah. the only unforgivable sin. Yeah, and and this is where I find an issue, and, and you and I are going to disagree. You know, you um, and and that's okay. It makes for good radio. But he, to me, when I read something like this, the best kind of lies always have an element of truth to it. And so he is proclaiming truth in that you can't blaspheme the Holy Ghost. I agree with that statement mm-hmm. as well. But you can't be gay and be a Christian. You can't, you can't, Jesus isn't. See, but in your head, see, I think the argument is this, and we haven't got to this. I'm going to, because we only have a few seconds, actually. A lot of people ask the question, can a Christian have a demon? That's not the question. You, you should just say this. I can't have a demon. Caleb, you can't have a demon. But I don't know if the other guy down the street can have a demon. If you have the Holy Ghost in you, you cannot be possessed. That is See, my statement. I, I stand firmly on that one. You can't. You a house just said divided, the Holy Ghost, right? A whole, uh, the house divided, though, right? If you have, if you are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, Absolutely. you cannot have a possession. See, and that's no, what I think. You Pagani, can be possessed or oppressed as a Christian. Yeah. All right. But here's the thing, man. Who is going to judge every single person? Who do we stand before if we're able to stand? Who yeah, is it's, it? It's Jesus. It's He's, Jesus. So but he no. also said, hey, I've sent you the helper. I, I, he I have to go. Why do I have to go? Because I'm sending you the helper. I think the, I think that he's trying to get across is that the Holy Spirit is our operator. Jesus is our author. So in other words, he created it. We, we're living out the path that he, he, he has created from the beginning of time. But the guy who's actually in the driver's seat with us is the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. He's and not. We're, and we're out of time. Yeah, this is a, this is a terrible time to stop. Maybe we have to do a part two. All right, Church of State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. Uh, I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me. You literally have the mug in front of you. <laughs> I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.